So welcome guys to the first episode of The Shredder Show with Charlie Johnson. So this is all about helping you to get in the best shape of your life, teaching you the tips and tricks that I've learned over the last 12 years as one of the world's best trainers. So for like the first uh, 10 episodes of the show, we're actually going to do a fat loss deep dive where we're going to specific topics to give you knowledge you can take away and implement to make sure that you can live your best life and improve your physique and really have the knowledge that you can implement straight away. So like point of tonight's uh, podcast we're going to run through is the quickest way to burn fat. Now there's a couple of different aspects to this we really need to look at. So there's the physical and there's also obviously the mental. So from like a physical and biological side of things, the first thing that we really need to look at when it comes to burning body fat is calories in versus calories out. So if our primary goal is to drop body fat quickly, then we have to obviously be putting ourselves into a calorie deficit. Now, by a calorie deficit, what do I mean by that? So a calorie deficit is essentially where we are consuming less calories than we are burning on a daily basis. And that will, is what will elicit fat loss, which is called lipolysis, um, over a period of time. So that is the, really the key in terms of what we're trying to look to here. Now, one of the big mistakes a lot of people make when it comes to um, fat loss and a calorie deficit is actually being overly aggressive and trying to create too big of a deficit too quickly. And this is very short-sighted, so I would never suggest that. Um, in terms of some practical information, 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 information for you to take away and to like utilize today when you're looking to try and burn body fat, what I would suggest you look at doing is try and create an initial deficit, say 500. To do this, though, to create a deficit, you have to know exactly where you are in terms of like what your maintenance calories are. So there's a few things you can use online, like uh, what's called a baseball metabolic rate uh, calculator, BMR for short. Um, but what I actually prefer people do is they have, say, for example, like written out for them, like a consistent diet they follow for, say, a week. If their body weight is stable and it's not really moving, that is pretty much your maintenance calories. So we then know, okay, these are the, the calories and the macros where our body weight just sits comfortably. Say, for example, you're 100 kilos and your body weight doesn't move up and down. That would be your maintenance calories. So now what we look to do to try and elicit fat loss is create a deficit from here. So what we want to be doing is burning more calories and consuming on a daily basis. How big a deficit do you want? I would initially suggest, say, for example, around 500 calorie a day deficit, um, which should elicit like around two pounds of fat loss over a week. In regards to uh, the calorie deficit, how I would break that up, I would look very much to have a combination of training and uh, diet to create that calorie deficit for you. So what we'd be looking to do is uh, from the start, say we look to reduce the calories we take in by around 250 and then also try to burn an extra 250 calories a day. So uh, there's a couple of ways we can look at doing both of these here. So first, if we look at burning 250 calories a day, one thing that you want to notice from your maintenance phase is how many steps on average you do per day. So how active you are on a general basis, because that's a consistent variable then, which obviously is going to have effect on your body's output of calories. So say, for example, you're currently walking on average. Say, for example, like you, you like me, you work from home, you work at a desk. You don't actually have to move a lot if you don't want to. Uh, I sit in my nice little office. It's about 10 steps from my back door, uh, which I'm currently looking over the lovely uh, Surrey countryside in, in the rain. I wish I could say it was sunny. And I don't generally walk very far. So... I walk from there to my office. I walk from my front door to my car, which is about three steps. And then I drive to the gym and then work out. So I have to make myself do extra steps during the day to get myself moving. So 
something I consciously do is make sure that I try and go for a walk every day to try and hit at least 10, 11,000 steps a day. If I was not to do that, I would probably do 4,000 steps a day just on a normal day. So be very aware of how many steps you're doing daily. And then, for example, if we're sitting, say, you're doing seven, 8,000 steps a day at the moment, and then we say we're looking to try and burn an extra 250 calories a day, like there's two options here. We could look to add in conventional cardio, or you could look to increase your step count, say, to like 12,000. So you're walking an extra four or 5,000 steps a day. You're going to burn probably an extra couple hundred calories from that, which will then give us that extra deficit from the exercise point of view we're looking for. Another thing we could do here is adding in more of the cardiovascular exercise, like I mentioned. So um, there's two times when I'd probably look to do this. So one would be on the rest days when you're not working out or lifting weights. So um, I would do that on those days. So you could do it any time of day. I personally prefer for clients to do their cardiovascular work fasted uh, because although research doesn't necessarily back up um, that fasted cardio is optimal, from my own anecdotal experience and that of my clients, I can 100% guarantee that it works. And you also have to look at like the best bodybuilders in the world. They all do fasted cardio. And I'm not like saying that we should be sheep and just follow what everyone else does, but there's very much an expression I like and that success leaves clues. And if it works, it obviously works for a reason. So like studies, sometimes you have to take the pinch of salt because um, the people who are in the studies and clinical research might not necessarily be indicative of like a more trained person, if that makes sense so in terms of their bodily functions and how efficiently their body works. So that'd be one of the things I would look at. So in terms of like cardiovascular exercise, let's try and do that on rest days, days we're not working out or first thing in the morning, or if you wanted to, you could do it post-workout. Now we never want to do um, the cardio before training. You could do like a light five minutes to warm up, but I would never do like half an hour's cardiovascular work and then do, uh, an hour's weight training you always want to do it the other way around because the weight training is always going to be our primary focus to focus on adding lean muscle tissue changing our body composition which will upregulate our metabolism because we've got more lean mass then we burn more calories when we're sleeping sitting watching netflix and chilling whatever it might be so always prioritize your weight weight training first and then build your cardio around that so this is what we're really looking at in terms of from a cardiovascular point of view to try and create a deficit we want to burn an extra 250 calories and then we're going to then move on to our diet. We're going to look to try and drop another 250 calories. So the combined deficit of around 500 calories will be a good place to start. Now, from a nutritional side of things, looking at your diet, where would be the first place we want to look in terms of dropping calories? So in terms of calories, we've got a couple of things here. So uh, in terms of calories per macronutrient, and like a macronutrient, uh, we have by that I mean protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So there's four grams of uh, calories, sorry, there's four calories per gram of protein, there's four calories per gram of carbohydrate, and then there's nine calories per gram of fat. So we want to look at all these macronutrients and then try and work out, okay, where have we got spare energy in terms of calories that we can take away, which won't affect our performance in terms of our training. Now, the most important macronutrient we want to protect is protein. So we want to try and keep that in there we want to try and keep at least a gram per pound of body weight and the calories i look to tend to generally manipulate the most would be carbohydrates and fats so initially if we're looking to try and create a calorie deficit of say 250 calories per day we want to be looking at trying to take away some carbohydrates and fats so for example what you could do is you could look to take away say 200 calories um, from carbohydrates if you drop say 50 grams of carbohydrates and then if you were to drop out, say, like an extra five grams of fat somewhere, that's roughly going to bring you around to where you want to be around 250 calories. 
dropped out. So the main macronutrients we really want to look at of adjusting, which are going to be variable, would be the carbohydrates and the fats. The other place I've looked to try and take um, carbohydrates away from would probably be more from rest days. So on a rest day, for example, I would look to try and have a higher fat content and lower carbohydrate to try and elicit more of a carbohydrate cycling effect over the week, which will improve insulin sensitivity uh, and insulin is a fat storage hormone. So that's really something we want to look at there is uh, how efficient we can get our body to utilize insulin. So in regards to uh, carbohydrates being spread out throughout the day, another way to optimize fat loss is to try and just keep the carbohydrates focused around the workout. So have your carbs before training, during training with the form of like a, some sort of energy drink and then post-workout after training. And you can spread them out a little bit more than that, but don't have them at every meal because we want to try and keep them nice and tight together around the workout, try and optimize performance and then also increase uh, insulin sensitivity, which will increase how efficiently our body is running. So that's calories in versus calories out in terms of from a weight loss and how to lose weight quickly and efficiently. So very much so, we're just looking to create a deficit of around 500 a day. Be consistent with that. If after week one, you're not seeing progress, then I would suggest that maybe your calculations may have been misaligned at the start or try and make a bit more of a bigger deficit. So increase your cardiovascular output would probably be my next approach. So increase the amount of cardio you're doing by, say, an extra 15 minutes a day. Increase the amount of steps you're doing, an extra 3,000 a day. And I'm sure that will elicit more progress for you. So that would be what I would look at in terms of my calories in versus calories out point of view. Secondly, what we really want to look at here is actually what's more important than anything else. So what's the most important thing you losing weight quickly, getting shape and it's habits. You create the right habits on a consistent daily basis will lead you like leaving the life of a person who say, for example, what 10% less body fat and so you making the right conscious decisions on a daily basis. Like, I just went to the fridge and I saw my wife's made some banging flapjacks. And I was like, I quite like one of those, but I was like trying to get leaner again. So it's like, let's leave those in the fridge. And that's creating that right choice. And it's your progress and you achieving the results you want or an accumulation of making those right choices on a daily basis and making it a subconscious thought process rather than a forced process. So things become habits and we want to create the good, good right habits. And we want to stack habits on top of each other. And what I mean by stacking habits on top of each other, I mean like, for example, you go up in the morning, go for your morning walk, and then you stretch afterwards. So we've got two good habits, we stack them on top of each other. And by stacking habits together, we're stacking wins, and ultimately stacking habits of wins together is leading you to become the person you want to be and helping you to lose the body fat you're looking to, to lose. Like we have to remember here, the key for you to really actually lose the weight you're looking to lose and try and lose it quickly and efficiently is by having the right habits, doing them on a daily basis and being consistent. And this is the real key is you having that self-awareness of you self-sabotaging. Like the main reason I see people don't get results is because A, they're almost fucked from the outset that they don't actually have the right program to follow. So they're, they're respectfully pissing into the wind to try and do something which doesn't work, like it wouldn't work no matter how well they ex execute the plan. And secondly, they haven't got the right mindset in terms of self-belief in themselves, knowing that they're probably going to fail anyway. And that's not the mindset you want to have. You want to have a mindset of like, I will make this happen. I will create the habits that the person I want to become will have. And that's what will lead you to becoming the person you want to become is by having those habits on a consistent daily basis. So that's the second thing I want to talk about today is habits, being self-aware and really, really thinking about that. Now, third thing, and lastly, in regards to fat loss and the quickest way to burn fat, and this is where people uh, often really struggle, and that's having the right support network around you. 
Now, by support network, what do I mean? By support network, I mean the right friends, family, uh, and also guidance in terms of you, where you're at, and like, people being honest with you. Like those around you, they love you, but they're often the people who hold you back and will sabotage you. So for example, like I see this all the time in relationships, and this might be you, where you're currently on a transformation process, you start making getting results, and then your wife starts giving you grief at your gym all the time. She starts being a bit aggy that you can't eat X, Y, Z. Now, the reality is it's probably not actually anything to do with either of these issues. It's that your own progress is making them feel insecure, and that's like almost casting a shadow over them, and like your success and your progress is making them feel bad. So what we want to do at the start of all these journeys is those who are closest to you, you really want to be like very open and honest and say like, this is where I am. This is where I want to go. These are the roadblocks in my life at the moment that are stopping me achieving X, Y, and Z. And this is what I have to do to achieve this and become the person I want to be so that you become proud of me and like I can live the best life I can and set an example for myself, my family, and anyone who looks up to me. So support network is vital and another reason support network is vital is that you like looking at yourself and being self-judgmental is never going to end well so that's why like i never really recommend anyone coaches themselves now why is that there's a couple of reasons for this uh and the main one being that you can't make an informed decision on yourself without having an emotional attachment to it like no matter how mentally aware or intelligent you are you will have an emotional attachment to the way you feel and the way you look in that given moment. So your logical thought process and making the right decision in terms of what to do with your own diet and nutrition, is going to be very much dependent on how you feel that day about yourself, how the conversations you've had that day, like, are you feeling a bit down, anything like that. If, if you're feeling down, chances are you probably end up, like a lot of people do, they almost punish themselves. I see this a lot with women. So they tend to cut the food more, do more cardio and like, this is really what we want to get away from here. It's not about doing more. It's about doing better and having your body run optimally. That's the key for fat loss. And that's what frustrates me the most is when people don't have that right support network around them, the right guidance, the right advice, because they then end up in that analogy of just like work harder, work harder, work harder. And it's like, you don't have to work harder. You just have to work smarter. And sometimes actually taking your foot off the gas rather than like trying to drive the car with a handbrake on, you end up making more, more progress. So, I really want you to think about this today, like with your own journey, where you're at at the moment, where are you? Are you progressing? Or are you not progressing? Do you try and drive a car with a handbrake on? Do you lack guidance? Do you need accountability? Do you need support? Like these are some real take home points in terms of like what I've seen over the last 12 years with clients who want to lose fat quickly, like why they haven't and why they have. And like, this is the fundamentals and it is as simple as this. And I know this is fairly basic. However, guess what basics works and, and that's that's a fact so i hope this is insightful i hope this is helpful this is episode one of the 10 episode deep dive into fat loss please if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review give some comments of what you think of the uh, first episode of the deep dive share some of your stories and show us some love if anyone needs any personal help please feel free to reach out to me on instagram at charlie johnson fitness peace out and look forward to episode number two in which we're going to be going through what's the most important macronutrient for fat loss.